Hey, hey, BAM community. Back with another podcast. We're still going through 2019. Just an awesome year. So much good stuff. And uh, today, we are going to do a double trouble. Um, just not as deep into these things as I am with movies. But they're still worth talking about because I love them. So today, we're going to do, we're going to recap the year in gaming and television. And I'm really excited to do this. I, I have uh, my top game and show of the year and uh anyways it's a lot more so if you like television if you like gaming this is a good pod for you all right so here we go We're going to start with television today. What a year for TV. I think I actually watched more shows as they were happening this year than I have in literally years. I'm, I'm the kind of person who I actually like now that we can stream stuff. I like to wait for a lot of shows till um, they end and I just go through them. But, uh, or I wait till the whole season's over and do it that way. And with Netflix and stuff, obviously, Stranger Things, those sort of things that I love. If it pops up, I'm, I'm on it right away. But when I'm talking about sh- uh, shows on actual television that you're waiting week to week, I actually have been enjoying waiting and then uh, binging them. This year was too good for that. It was too good. There was um, a couple shows I just absolutely adored, and I had to watch these in real time. And uh, you guys know if you've been following BAM, uh, a couple of those shows I'm talking about, um, Watchmen, Mr. Robot. But, but more than that, there's just been uh, – I think I've literally watched more shows this year than a long time. And I'm always into what's going on TV. Um, Not only do I follow a lot of awesome blogs and pop culture sites, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. I check in on a lot of stuff, whether I watch it all the way through or not. But um, I really felt I got the pulse this year better than most. So, but uh, let's just get started and go through this. Um, and guys, if you're here for the gaming talk, I'm going to timestamp this. It's going to be the next section of the podcast. Okay, next segment. But um, we'll, we'll get to that. But hey, why not listen to both? Who doesn't like TV? I, I don't know any gamers who don't like TV. We're, we're all binging Netflix, right? So uh, let's, let's just get started. So um, one of my favorite shows this year, and I'm really sad it's ending. In fact, the second half of the last season, it's coming up any day now on Netflix. That is BoJack Horseman. Um, if you haven't watched BoJack Horseman, guys, what are you doing? It is, it's fantastic. I know it looks weird. In fact, I was put off by it for a while. I don't generally like animation on TV. Um, that might sound blasphemous to some Simpsons fans or something. But the one show I've liked that's animation on TV is South Park. And I still watch that. And this season was great. We'll talk about that in a minute. But this, so I was not too interested in BoJack, but man, was I wrong. I finally started it last year and uh, binge watched the first five seasons. I got absolutely hooked. I think I finished the first five seasons in a month. It was wonderful. It is one of the most original, touching shows I've ever seen and also extremely funny. But yeah, there's all these anthropomorphic animals living in Hollywood and just basically living a regular life. But what's so smart about this show 
is that it is probably the most realistic depiction of modern Hollywood ever made. And I, I honestly don't know if they could have gotten away with it if it was real people. I think the, the animals, the animation uh, gave it such um, just a little hint of disability, uh, not disability, that's the wrong word, unbelievability and uh, lack of immersion that people could pull out a little bit. And so the subjects it covers that are very realistic and it's kind of like the, the secrets that aren't really secrets in Hollywood that kind of we all know, but we don't know. Well, this, this show really affirms a lot of it and just shows what it's like for uh, the behind the scenes stuff or actors, how they can get away with anything, how even those who aren't that successful anymore, the kind of stuff they do. Um, it, man, it goes through everything. It goes through their seedy decisions, their selfishness. Um, and not all of them are bad people. I'm not saying that by any means, but this is, this is pretty much showing like the worst of the worst, what we all kind of know happens or what we think of. And, and it's crazy. And some of it's worse than you'd think. Some of it is, but at the same time, they're very human, even though they're animals, but you know, they're really talking about what it's like. It's a very show about humanity. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing. Those of you who have been watching know that this show, the first five seasons, are really about Bojack's up and down. Um, he's a, a, a sitcom star from the 90s who is still famous, but he's not successful anymore. And it shows how crazy their fame, or even in such a short period, can just leave them bonkers rich. And he's just trying to get his career back on track. So that's kind of the first couple seasons. And then he's he's a substance abuser. He only like thinks about himself, despite a lot of people around him. Some good, some not. Um, and it's about those relationships, and it's about his growth. Season five, he has a shot to really be successful again. Um, one season, he almost wins an Oscar, and it's hilarious. I mean, they go through all the ups and downs of a Hollywood career and what it could be like for an actor who's very selfish and self-absorbed. But uh, this last season, it's him getting out of rehab and finally kind of getting his life together. And it is, it's fascinating. It's awesome. Some of the stuff as the show goes, it gets deeper and deeper and better and better. Um, a little less funny in the later seasons, but more touching. Um, I can't speak highly about this show enough. I love it. It's some of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's, um, I will watch this show, uh, rewatch again and again. It's that good. But, um, so yeah, if you haven't checked that out now is a perfect time because the first half of the final season released in October and the final half of the final season releases, uh, late January. So uh, you want to watch it on Netflix. You can binge it all once once it comes out You can binge it all now. It's a Netflix show, so it's not going anywhere. Um, but yes, definitely check out BoJack. They're, they're half-hour episodes, so you can tear through it. It's totally worth it. Okay, that's BoJack. That was one of my shows of the year. Um, I'm not really ranking these, except our, I will give you my show of the year. We'll talk about that last. Um, the next show I wanted to talk about was, I already mentioned it, South Park. Uh, South Park, 22nd season, 23rd season? I'm not quite sure. Um, this was one of the best seasons in years, guys. I am, if you're a South Park fan... Uh, <laughs> It was great, and if you loved South Park but you got out of it because the last couple of years just weren't quite up to snuff, go back. It's so worth it. You can uh, watch them all on Hulu, and it's it's it was as, it was almost as good as ever uh, this year. 
a couple, <laughs> actually one episode in particular I could think of where they totally called the China thing. So I don't know if you guys pay attention much on Twitter if you're um, watching, but there was this huge blow up a few months ago and it was an NBA GM basically calling out China and the whole Hong Kong situation where the uh, people in Hong Kong are trying to get their freedom and uh, and they're revolting against the, the Chinese government. And it's terrible, honestly, because they're, they're getting put down pretty harshly um, by the government. And it's uh, it's just messed up. Human rights violations left and right. So an NBA GM, which has, uh, you know, the NBA is very closely tied to China, gets a lot of money from China, very popular sport over there, probably makes billions of dollars from China. And he tweeted against them, and it just created this huge uh, storm of criticism, NBA players mad because they're, now they're losing money. It was it was gross. It really was gross, to be honest. But what was so crazy is that literally the week before, South Park put out an episode calling out a bunch of American companies, including the NBA, for basically being in bed with China, um, being in bed with them, letting them get away with whatever just for the money. And uh, it was... It was very funny and in South Park's way, very uh, like making a point while also being extremely offensive to anybody who is involved in it and which is a delight to the people who actually think that it's wrong, you know, and they did it in only the way South Park can. I, if nothing else, go watch that episode, um, find it. You, you can't miss it. It's a Chinese one. But anyways, for them to do it like the week before this NBA thing blew up was just phenomenal. And I know, like, the Simpsons get, uh, they have, like, this track record of, um, <laughs> you could say, prophesying, predicting, whatever you want to say, of all these events in the future. And they have a pretty great track record. Um, but South Park does, too. And I just particularly like South Park better. That might be offensive to some, you know. Um, I didn't grow up on The Simpsons. In fact, I wasn't allowed to watch them. And so it's kind of funny, but... Uh, I've tried going back, and I, I have this thing. It's like, I, I think if you weren't raised on The Simpsons, you're just like, meh. Like, it's okay. Anyways, I'm not going to turn this into a Simpsons bashing. It's way too popular, too legendary for that. Even if it's not my cup of tea, doesn't mean it's not great. It's just not for me. So, anyways, but Sal Park, though, is for me, and it's amazing. And check out this season. Um, okay, so moving up the list here. Uh, I watched The Boys this year, uh, beginning to end on Amazon. That was a crazy show. And even though I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, I don't, it, it's hard to put it like, I, it's definitely not the greatest thing that was on TV. It's definitely not, uh, for most people, it's a pretty gruesome show to be completely honest. Gruesome and uh, very uh, depressing, honestly. And kind of a hard watch at times. Uh, I liked it for it, what it did with superheroes and kind of throwing the genre on its head. But uh, and I'll definitely check out the next one too. But uh, I just it's notable, and that's why I'm going to talk about. It. I'm not going to go too deep into it. Although the ending, the final episode, uh, ended on a cliffhanger that was one of the best things I saw all year. So if you haven't seen the boys, you're a comic fan, and you don't mind some gruesome gore and really dark subject matter. Very adult, very adult. Um, but if you don't mind any of that, if you can stomach it, go check out the boys because uh, you might enjoy that. Okay, next. Now we're in the uh, 
the big the big boys. These are the four shows that were mind blowing this year, and uh, everybody everybody should make the time to watch. First one is Mindhunter. Now, if you don't know Mindhunter, for uh, quick my quick story on Mindhunter is that I tried watching it about three years ago when it first came out, and that first season. I don't know if I was just what season of my life I was at or watching at night or what it was, but I, I actually couldn't get through it. It was a little too dark, too deep into the minds of these serial killers. And since the serial killers in the show are all real and their uh, interviews are basically, um, uh, they were real interviews. And so they're in some instances almost word for word what the real interviews were. But you're going so deep into the psyche of these psychopaths and it is very disturbing and i just couldn't handle it when it first came out so i got about three episodes in this season uh everybody i listened to respect about television was talking about it and i was like i gotta give it another shot and for some reason this this time it took and maybe it was just i was watching the day i don't know but uh dude what a fascinating show it is completely fascinating it is one of the best things on television and it's not close it is the acting superb the direction is amazing david fincher set up the tone of the show you guys might know him from social network aliens 3 fight club um just an awesome director gone girl zodiac i mean when fincher puts out a movie cinephiles it's a uh, it's an event um like a Christopher Nolan or a Scorsese or a Spielberg, like you, you see his movies. He's in that list of 10, 20 directors that you just got to see them all. But so he put together this show and it's, it's off the chain. And this season went up another level. We got interviews. Uh, so it's basically, it's a FBI show about, um, not an FBI show. It's a serialized show about the FBI in the seventies when they started getting together the uh the 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 unit for going after serial killers they started understanding serial killers they classified them and they started trying to understand them to get ahead of them and uh, so in order to do that they have to go after like how these guys think and that's where it gets really disturbing um and then also the the toll that living in this dark world takes on all these guys it's it's fascinating um amazing amazing show and in season two um they kind of get to all put it to work finally and actually use it for uh something um and that's fascinating because uh this case that happens it's a real case so you're actually kind of seeing a lot of what really happened just it's a crazy show it's it's a lot of truth in that show a lot of reality but the main characters are uh amalgams of real people not they're not the real people themselves so it's it's a fictionalized factual show but a fascinating amazing show uh riveting it's hard to take your eyes off it so can't speak highly enough about mindhunter and in many other years it might have been the best show of the year um, okay, next show I got is, uh, and I can't believe this show is third. That's how good a year this year was. So yeah, this is my number three of the year would be Watchmen. Now, if you didn't see Watchmen, what are you doing? It, it's, it, I can't speak highly enough about this show. The, I was a fan of the original Alan Moore script, um, oh, script or graphic novel, I should say. His story, you know, it's one of the best comic book stories of all time 
and still holds up, still amazing. Uh, I didn't care for the Zack Snyder movie that much, even though um, it was mostly like word for word of the the uh, book. It it just missed something, and then a couple of changes they made I really didn't like. Um, Zack Snyder's style is really um, you either like it or you don't. Um, I think it works in some instances and not in others. Like I love the movie 300. I thought that was great. That was original. And I can't think of a Zack Snyder film I've loved since. I kind of liked Man of Steel. That was all right. But that that didn't feel like as Snydery to me. But Watchmen did. And so did uh, uh, the, you know, the Dawn of Justice movie, Batman v Superman. And I couldn't even barely get through Justice League. It was so bad. I know there's like release the Snyder cut out there. I I don't have the confidence to be much better, but who knows? Anyways, uh, getting him away from this. But I, I, what I love about this one though is it, it ignores the movie. It's not a it's not a sequel to the movie. It's a sequel to the book. And wow, 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 wow! This is uh, it was written by Damon Lindelof, who wrote Lost and wrote a, a couple shows on HBO. One of them is called The Leftovers, which um, high critical praise, but barely anybody watched it. But uh, people in the industry love Lindelof, and he just knocks this out of the park. He gives you a story um, about humanity, about uh, what real-life superheroes might be like, kind of like what The Boys is trying to do, but more subtle and more realistic, I think, without trying to like offend you, which is The Boys is just in your face. Whereas Watchmen is so just brilliant. It's it's really about what's going on the inside of these people and how it affects the world around them. Uh, and just uh, the way it's written, it's just there's no hurry in this show. It's very patient. It builds up slowly and well. And uh, it just ends with a great payoff. Um, just a fantastic show. And, you know, it's HBO, so it's got all the HBO stuff. Blood, gore, cussing, sex. So, you know, you can expect all that. But just a riveting riveting show um very well done masterfully crafted and uh and it's sad that there's not another season it's sad and okay because like yeah so you're not getting a sequel this is a standalone so you could think of it as a nine-hour movie if you want um and you don't have to like catch up to catch the next one just watch up when you can but uh it's good because i like the fact that they just told their story and they're done that's awesome i i don't like when a uh a story or uh, writers feel like they have to keep creating just to just to churn out episodes. That usually isn't good for anybody. Usually, the best shows are the ones with a single story told beginning to end. So this is one of them. It's and and it's done in a season. So just uh, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about Watchmen. Go watch it right now if you got HBO, HBO Plus, whatever it is. Check it out. Uh, and speaking of checking it out on HBO, Chernobyl. This is my second best show of the year and wow the it's a miniseries i think it's only five episodes chernobyl is the in-depth reenactment of the chernobyl incident uh in um in russia soviet union that basically uh, almost took out half the world um it is insane i've grown up hearing about this story reading a little bit about it um, I, I think it happened since I've been alive, but I was very young and dude, this is one of the craziest stories I think has ever happened in history. The, the, uh, quality of the show, the acting, the, uh, the direction, the screenwriting, 
is on another level. It's an absolutely perfect five episodes. You will not be able to turn it off. Um, this is one of the most, I just, you're watching this and you can't believe this actually all happened. It's really that crazy. Um, I didn't realize how bad it actually was. I didn't realize the potentiality of how bad it could have been. Like we're talking, this thing was located to a few hundred miles that actually got damaged, but it literally could have taken out most of Europe if it had not stopped, if they had not figured it out. Um, it's crazy how this single event pretty much bankrupted the Soviet Union. You you just learn so much watching the show, which is part of the fascination. You're learning as you're watching it. And it feels like you're there except for one little, you know, we can all uh, picking nits, but it's they all have British accents, which that's always funny to me when a, a show has... You know, they're supposed to be Russian or whatever, British accents, but who cares? You got to get over that. Enemy at the Gates, a, a movie where they did that, where it's really noticeable and uh, not quite as good as Chernobyl, but not a good movie. But yeah, I, I guess it's just hard to find Russian actors for some reason. I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter. What, what matters is that this is one of the best things, not just I've seen this year, one of the best things I've ever seen. It was absolutely incredible. Um I can't think of another series based on a true story I've enjoyed more. Maybe The People versus OJ, that was phenomenal a couple years ago. But this is just on another level. You have to see Chernobyl if you haven't seen it. It's crazy. All right, now uh, to my number one. And this is a personal pick. I love this show. I cannot tell you how much I love this show since the first moment I discovered it about three years ago binge watching it on Amazon after it already been out a while and they did their final season this year and that is Mr. Robot uh, this show is uh, my favorite show of all time beginning to end is Breaking Bad that is it that is perfection in television and this is probably second um, it is, it's that good this is just one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. The story from beginning to end, first season to the end of the fourth, is perfect. It is haunting. It is mysterious. You love the characters. You want to know more. The world is incredible. And it, it's just perfect. Like I said, stories that are told beginning to end when they actually know the ending and they end it and not try to come up with excuses to keep going are the best. And this is one of them. Rami Malek, the star, he's won a Best Acting Award now for being Freddie Mercury. Um, so he's in it. Christian Slater's awesome in it. Uh, it's like, this show is amazing. Um, Sam Esmail, the show's creator, he's he did such a good job. He's so original. The direction is so amazing. The writing's so good. Um, Esmail's t uh, real auteur for television. Um, I am very excited to see what he's doing next. I know he's got a show coming out. I think it's called Broadchurch. I can't wait to see that. And I haven't checked out Homecoming on Amazon yet just because, I don't know. I'm not a big Julia Roberts fan, but I should check it out because it's SML. But I want to say he, what he did for his first show is amazing. It's just, uh, I don't know what else to say, guys. Mr. Robot killed it. Um, it's about hackers trying to like save the world kind of against this major corporation. Um, a lot of similarities in the, at least in the first season to the fight club story, but it just uh, like, you know, when they were trying to take down the credit unions, whatever, but 
it just grows from there and it gets so good. And it has so much to do with, uh, mental health and, uh, psychology. Um, the, there, they took so many risks on the show. They did so many surprise episodes, uh, outside the box thinking it just, what, what else can I say? Um, it's yeah. Second favorite show of all time. Finish this year. Killer final season. Um, perfection. So, so that's my list guys. Those are the shows I checked out this year that I absolutely loved that I recommend everybody check out. Uh, just going back through them, Mr. Robot, Chernobyl, Watchmen, Mindhunter, The Boys, Bojack Horseman, and South Park. That was my year in TV. Uh, you notice Game of Thrones wasn't on there. Well, I wonder why that is. Uh, hey, Game of Thrones, maybe try to end well. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to <laughs> rehash that, do we? That was a rough one. And uh, I think everybody agreed on that. And uh, so we'll just leave it there. But yeah, that's the year in television, guys. What It was a really good year. Like I said, the most TV I've watched in a long time. And I'm happy to say I did it. So, all right. I will be right back with the year in gaming. Okay, guys, 2019, year in gaming. I'm not going to lie. I spent so much time playing video games in 2017, 2018, maybe even 16, too, if I actually thought about it. Um, I feel like the last three years leading up to this year were some of the best years ever. I've been an avid gamer since Nintendo, man. I got my first Nintendo. I was eight years old. Then Sega quickly followed, Sega Genesis, and then PlayStation, and I've just been on the PlayStation bus ever since. I love video games. I, um, yeah, I I just love video games. (laughs) And this year, I, I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was a little disappointing. I don't know if it's because the next gen is coming and so they're slowing things down, but man, I remember at the end of the PS2 and PS3 generations, we got awesome games. Um, and 2020 is looking promising. So maybe it was just a weird blip. It's not that it was a bad game year. It just wasn't on the level of the previous years. I mean, 2017, we got uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, we got Horizon Zero Dawn. There was just some crazy games. And then 18, oh my gosh, last year was nuts. God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead 2. I mean, that that's a murderer's row of top-level games right there. And, and then there was a bunch of other good games too. I mean, I spent so much time gaming last year because the, those games, I was just hooked. Not just those three. I played others too. I really got into Blackout last year. Played a ton of that. Last year was kind of my Fortnite year. This year, not so much. Um, yeah, I, I gamed like crazy last year. And this year just felt weird. So um, I'm going to go through it. I don't really have a top five this year because I, I'll be honest, I didn't play top like five games that I would put in my top five, but I'm just going to talk about what I did play. Um, and what was great about the things I played, what wasn't great and what, uh, what I think it might be coming this year to be excited about. But, uh, overall 2019, like I said, not a bad year in game. In fact, we've just been so spoiled. I think we've set the bar incredibly high. Um, I'm a PlayStation player. So if you don't know as much Nintendo or, uh, you won't hear any Xbox in here. I just don't play Xbox. I do have a switch though. So I play a little bit of that. Um, 
So, uh, so yeah, the games I played this year that are notable, um, well, less notable, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, that's fun. I played with my kids. Uh, not a great game, though. Um, so that's probably my least notable game I, I put any serious time into. But, okay, so some of the games. We'll start with Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I'm not a big fighting game guy, but this game is fun. It's super fun. I I um, Mortal Kombat, for some reason, has always grabbed me, probably because I wasn't allowed to play as a kid, uh, probably because the gore and stuff is just so outlandish. It actually just makes me laugh. Um, this one is more disgusting than ever. I would not even ever play this around my kids. But my friends and I, we sat down a few times with Mortal Kombat 11 and absolutely had a blast. Um, it's easily the best Mortal Kombat ever made. It's got the most amazing visuals. Uh, the gameplay is fantastic. Story is what it is. If you care about the Mortal Kombat story, that's awesome. Good for you. I don't. Um, not why I play the games. Yeah, I don't need another Mortal Kombat movie. Thank you very much. But the this game is super duper fun. If you like fighting games, you can sink hours in this game easy. Just get lost. Uh, just um, great, um, great control control screams. I mean, it's not just the the it's not just the fatalities and the gore that gets you in there. It's Mortal Kombat is legitimately good me- mechanically. It's just a great game, great gameplay game. So um, yeah, so there we go. Mortal Kombat Eleven. Not much else to say there. Um, I got to mention Fortnite just because I was so out on Fortnite. I was done. I was done by the end of last year. I was like, I've seen everything this game has to offer. I just, I'm never going to get hooked on it. Not my kind of thing, even though I did, I probably put a hundred hours into it. So for me to say it's not my thing, it's just, it is a great game to play with friends. That's that I'll give it. So I, I did a lot of that, but I was done by the end of last year, maybe peaked in a couple times this year for the Avengers event, the Batman event. Just, I always like seeing what they do with those things. But man, I, I'll tell you what, when they redid it, when they shut it off, not only was that the gaming event of the year as far as attention, but it it fixed a lot of things I hated about that game. The gameplay came back better. The shooting was better. The, I liked the swimming. I liked the fishing. I liked. I felt that they balanced it more, um, and it just feels better. I don't know. I don't know all the details what they did. I'm not that hardcore when it comes to shooters, but I can say that it legitimately feels better. And I actually like playing it again. I still don't play that much, but when I see my buddy on at night and I'm just wanting to do something that's mindless and get a couple wins out, feel good about myself on Fortnite, um, I'll jump on. And I don't feel bad about it anymore. Before I was like, Ugh, I gotta play this game. There's nothing else, but I know. Um, no, it's legitimately fun now. Uh, they fixed so much that I hated about it. So well done to Epic. I can't like well done for running probably the best games as a service game ever. And uh, yeah, not my favorite game by any means. But for what you guys do with that game, uh, it is impressive. And I thought what they did was risky and it definitely paid off. So I got to mention Fortnite on here. Apex Legends is the next one. Um, I'm really gotten into battle Royale for a while. Uh, I still love blackout. I don't, I I really don't play it much anymore, but I love that game. It, that was uh, one of my favorite things of last year and early this year. And then apex came out apex, uh, is very notable. It's amazing shooting mechanics, uh, feels so good. Um, I'm not gonna lie though. It is my third favorite blackout first Fortnite next, as far as, um, uh, battle Royale modes. 
but it's still super notable. I put some good time into it, uh, really loved it. And so I just had to give it a shout out here that uh, I love this whole trend of free games and the quality is obviously increasing because Apex Legends, there's no doubting its quality. It is a very highly qualified game, especially for free. Um, And if this is the trend of games going forward where you can get a lot of good games free and just really pay for skins, there's no pay to win, but paying for skins and upgrades like that, that don't really matter as far as balance goes, but are personal and they make that profitable for them and we get the game anyways, I'm all in on that. That's awesome. So I hope this trend continues and I hope Apex Legends is only the beginning of it. Um, All right, another shooter. Uh, You guys can tell I spent most of my time on multiplayer games this year Um, and that is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, Awesome. I love it. I love this game. I didn't play Call of Duty for years. I was out until it brought me back in with Blackout last year on Black Ops 4. And now Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I'm hooked. It's it's awesome. I absolutely love it. The shooting's amazing. Um, I'm that annoying guy who likes to go out and snipe people. And so call me a camper, whatever. I, I don't really camp too much. I actually move around. But, man, I do love sniping from afar. It's my favorite thing to do in those games. Um, I used to love Battlefield 1 a lot and uh, Battlefield 5, not so much. But uh, Call of Duty, man, you nailed it for me this year. You hit all the right spots, and I'm really excited to see what they do with the Battle Royale mode they're supposed to be releasing for that one. Um, It's really fun, really uh, addicting, and uh, well done. Just Call of Duty, man. After all this time, just keep churning out excellence. So that's awesome. Okay. Now, here's the two single-player games I really sunk my teeth into this year. Played a lot of. um, One of them, pretty good. Uh, I mean, definitely good. Not just pretty good. And one of them, one of my favorite games of all time. So, uh, the first is Jedi Fallen Order. I had to get a hold of this, being that it was, you know, Star Wars. And the first major Star Wars game release other than Battlefront in years. Um, And for that, super satisfying I love the combination of kind of uncharted Dark Souls gameplay they did, uh, combining those two things. I love both those series. Um, and the lightsaber fighting is real, it feels really nice. I did have some problems with the game. Um, looping back is just not that fun through some of the maps. The maps are pretty huge and there's not a great fast travel system. So I don't, I didn't really enjoy that too much. It felt a lot of times like I was just running around, um, not enjoying myself doing extra stuff. But, um, but the first time in every world is exciting. The boss fights are pretty good and, uh, overall just an enjoyable experience. Um, I thought it was a little repetitive at times. I thought, um, the fighting could have been a little more responsive. It's kind of got a little hitch in it sometimes, Um, so it, even though it felt good, it was not as smooth as I would have hoped, but overall good game. Um, a lot of people love the story. I didn't care for it. I thought it was a little bogged down. Um, the ending is really cool. I will give it that, uh, even though it's kind of generic for star Wars, I, I still really got it. I just, I love that stuff. I won't even say what it is, although you probably most of you know, but just a good game, just fun definitely worth playing definitely the best star wars game in forever and for all that you know it's notable but so all right so here's the game i really want to talk about because this game like i said didn't do a lot of gaming this year compared to other years uh that's probably why i watch more tv to be honest um but uh this is my game of the year 
and wasn't particularly close. And that's kind of unfair. I haven't played Control. I haven't played Outer Worlds. Um, but this, I don't, I just, I love this game so much. And that's Sekiro game, uh, uh, something Shadows. I can't remember what the last part is. But Sekiro literally came out, I think, March, and it ate up three months of my life. That's how long it took to beat it. Now, I'm not the kind of person who gets eight hours a day to play. I, I get more like five hours a week, maybe 10 hours a week, because I play when my kids aren't up uh, most of the time. And this game was so fun. Um, just uh, the boss fights were the hardest thing I've probably ever done in my life on a game. It literally might be the hardest game I've ever played. But there was something in that that I did it. You know, I love Dark Souls and played all those. I love that. I love playing co-op with my buddy. We'd get together, we'd play it. And that was so fun in those games. But the one thing I never did on Dark Souls was beat it just by myself. You can summon people in that game. You can do a little co-op. Um, and I never beat them 100% by myself. Sekiro, it doesn't have that option. So this is the first From Software game I ever played beginning to end by myself. And hard, like I said, hardest game I've ever beaten. And But because of that, one of the most rewarding gameplay sessions I've ever had in my life. Um, and I have proof I beat it. I actually recorded my end fight with the final boss and post it on YouTube because I just wanted to need to remember it the rest of my life because sometimes I can't even believe I beat the game. Um, but we're talking bosses that take 25, 30 chances to beat in this game. That's that hard. And I'm a, I'm a seasoned gamer. Like I don't mess around. And, uh, and this game just kicked my butt over and over again until I finally beat it. Um, the world is incredible. The, the fighting in this game, it's the best feeling from software game I've ever played as far as controls. Um, it's, it's, I, I just, I don't know. For some people, there might not be that much replay value. I think going back into these worlds, the from software worlds is amazing. Um, there's not a lot, there's like no fetch quest. You're not running around doing nothing. Everything in this game feels meaningful. The secrets are super rewarding. The boss fights, because they're so hard, when you beat them, you feel like you can do anything. Uh, literally just a fantastic world. Art direction in this game is incredible. Um, I loved it. I loved it. You can jump now, which you can't do in other uh, From Software games. You could jump, and not just jump, like get really vertical. That added a whole new element to the combat. They had a whole stealth uh, aspect to the combat. And uh, it's kind of tricky at first to get the parry system, but once you got it, man, you just become a stone cold killer. And when you're running through that game, finally like getting it, it is there's it's like one of the most satisfying feelings I've ever had in a video game. So from software, you knocked it out of the park. Well done, my game of the year, and I was really excited that it won game of the year at the Game Awards too. So that was cool. I know it was kind of an underdog, surprised a lot of people, but not me. I got it. I totally get it. So. Awesome. Um, other games I played this year, I got back into Madden this year, which is funny. I haven't played that in years, but I think it's just because I got football fever because my 49ers are so good. Going Super Bowl, baby. And uh, so that that gripped me a little bit. And then I've actually spent a lot of time in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I didn't have time to play it last year because of Red Dead. and, and uh, well, Actually, Red Dead took up my whole last half of the year. But uh, and beginning of this year, honestly, before Sekiro. But after I beat Sekiro, I went and got that. And uh, man, I tell you what, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is by far the best Assassin's Creed game, um, especially the best one in years. 
And I'm really enjoying that. I'm still going through that one. I'm about 40 hours in. I know I have like 60 hours left. I just get lost in that game. Getting lost in ancient Greece is amazing. The the graphics are incredible. Uh, the world is just amazing. Probably my second favorite or third favorite open world ever behind uh, Red Dead 2 and, uh, and Breath of the Wild Zelda. So um, the, it's just, it's just fantastic. Um, I'm loving that game. So I'm going through that right now playing. Uh, that's my main squeeze right now. Still playing rocket league after five years, that game just never gets old. Um, but other than that, I'm let's like just real quick. We'll harp on, uh, the coming this year, super exciting year for games. I think this could be another year like 2018 or 2017, um, I'm really excited about the Final Fantasy VII remake. That looks incredible. That's still, um, I know that game doesn't really hold up now, but my experience with it when I was 14, just one of my favorite gaming experiences in my life. It changed gaming for me, and I cannot wait to see what they're doing. I love what they've shown so far. Um, I'm really excited to sink my teeth into that one. So that's coming out in April. Then uh, we got Cyberpunk, obviously, 277. 2077 that game looks amazing um i i you know i know this is like the one all the world wants to play but it's actually i think the the fourth game i'm most excited about this year but still looks great you know uh project cd red they they're amazing our cd project red is amazing uh witcher 3 is incredible so i'm getting ready to I'll go through that game for sure. That's uh, So that's exciting. Now I'm really excited about this one. In fact, this might be my number one. And that's Last of Us Part 2. If you guys never play The Last of Us, what what are you doing? How can you call yourselves gamers? <laughs> it is the best story in a game ever. And the gameplay is awesome. And the world is amazing. And it's, uh, it's a perfect game. It is a 10 out of 10 out of 10. So I've been waiting now for seven years for the sequel. And what I've seen so far of the world and uh, the storyline, it just, it, I cannot wait for this game. That is the game that I am going to just be like, maybe, babe, you should take the kids, go visit your mom for a couple weeks. <laughs> you know, like, I just want to be alone and play that game forever until I'm done and just deep, go deep. Cause uh, I, yeah, I can't speak highly enough about the first Last of Us. And so that the fact that this is coming out, on PS4 before the next generation is has me so excited. And then finally, um, I know there's a lot of other games, but we're just knocking out the ones I'm most excited about, is uh, Marvel's Avengers. I'm really excited to see what they do with this. They did such a good job with Spider-Man, and I know this one's Square Enix, not Insomniac, but uh, I'm super excited for it still. I love the idea that you can get uh, multiple Avengers, build a team, craft them the way you want, give them, uh, uh, you know, um, kind of cater their costumes the way you want, all that stuff. That's super exciting to me. And uh, build them out the way you want power-wise, like making them an RPG uh, out of the Avengers. That that sounds so fun to me. So I'm in. I uh, It's been so long, other than the Batman games, that we've had good um, superhero games. Like, I love X-Men, and but they haven't had a good X-Men game since, like, Sega. So the fact that we're getting an Avengers one that might legitimately be pretty good to awesome is very exciting to me. So I'm all in, cannot wait. Uh, I don't know what else is planned to come out this year. I'm super excited for the PS five, but that's not till next fall, uh, winter season. Um, but it's going to be a good year in gaming. I can already tell. 
And guys, if you're gaming, it's, it's the best time to be alive, right? So, all right. Well, that, hey, guys, that ends my recap 2019. Look ahead to 2020. I look forward to going on to the next podcast with you. I'm actually, I'm about to go on vacation, going to Disneyland. Can't wait to take my family out to LA and just rest. We've been trying to plan this vacation now for like well over a couple of years. So I'm so excited. It's finally here. So, uh, but when I get back, podcast will be back on but until then guys have a awesome awesome january hope you guys love the anniversary box if you haven't subscribed yet you better go now because i think um it closes today which is crazy but it is what it is anniversary box gonna be amazing bam 2020 baby lots more content for you guys on the way and uh but for now just have a good one and take it easy keep gaming watching great tv (laughs) 